morning. Good morning. I am very pleased that John was able to come this morning, and I want to um, introduce him to many of you. Some of you would know him very well. Uh, he's, he's lived in Montgomery for many years. He's the headmaster of Eastwood Christian School, where my children and many of the, the children have gone to school that are here this morning. And uh, God has used him in uh, an amazing way in that place, not because he helps uh, the, the kids that are under his supervision there uh, become academically prepared for college, but because he helps them become character qualified for life. And I think that's been uh, academically as well, but in terms of character development, always trying to see in what ways that could be fostered in the young people that attend school there. I've known John, he's been the headmaster at that school for 17 years. I've known him and respected him in that role for 15 of those years. It's been a long time. I thought about that. That doesn't seem like that would have been 15 years. But um, he is um, the, uh, he and his wife have three children and a granddaughter. It's a granddaughter that was born just last month. And uh, I just want to welcome you here this morning, John. Thank you, William, and his family. Little uh, Ellie's the last one of the foxes. You know, in the family, sometimes the Lord lets that last one be the one to give you the punch. (laughs) I love her. She's all there. Um, I do know many of you, and I want to thank you for your prayers, for my family, for me. I know that every day I literally have hundreds of people from around the, the nation and world praying for us. That's awesome. And I'm not going to talk much about it other than uh, God honors your prayers. So please carry on. Um, Some of you I've known for quite a while. I do have two people here today that I've known for 40 years. My first youth group back in California and this little Ellie Fox type girl. Um, and she came to Christ. And here she is in the back there, Cheryl and her little sister, Stacy. I won't tell you how old they are. You do the math. But isn't it fun that young people can follow Jesus all the days of their lives. Uh, Carry on, young men and women, day by day. Well, most of you know, if you've read maybe something, that um, last summer I was diagnosed with ALS. That's amyotrophic 
lateral sclerosis or Lou Gehrig's. It's a nerve disease that attacks your nerves, which attacks your muscles. And my muscles slowly or rather quickly stop working. You can hear my slur. You can hear my, that takes muscle to talk. My legs, I get a cool king out of it. Uh, guys, we all wish we had one. Uh, it opens a lot of doors. It gives you some perks. And I'm going to be ordering one on the Internet soon that has a sword in it. Um, oh, biblical reasons, of course. Um, that's one thing on my bucket list. Not much else. Um, but... Uh, really, all day long, I look and act drunk, and it's embarrassing. But uh, the scriptures say, don't be drunk, be filled with the Holy Spirit. So um, you have to distinguish between the two. So I was telling uh, Greg Teal earlier, you know... Um, in life, you have to deal with what's put in front of you. The band up here, I noticed, they were given music. We're singing this. Play this. I guarantee you, every one of your jobs have a large facet of it where you do this today. Our military... So many of you have that background. Here's your assignment. Here's where you're flying today. You know, God gives us assignments. Here's your assignment for today. Honor me with it. He is the commander of the battle. It's his kingdom that's going to every nation, every tongue. We are the privilege of being his warriors, soldiers, children. But he says, this is what your role is today. And that's, um, my family realizes, one of our roles, a pretty all-consuming role, is die young and let's use it for God's glory. So I'd like to um, just give you some reflection from Scripture uh, on uh, dying. Most people don't get warning. A lot of accidents. I know this church family you have friends and members who have died suddenly. No warning. Some of us and some of you have no folks that get illnesses that are all-consuming and destroy their minds or their 
quality of life and they can't function. They're in pain. It's sad. And But I'm in a different state. My mind is as clear as it ever was. Um, Alex, uh, that means it was pretty clear. Um, but the... Um, but my body's falling apart. So I have a window of opportunity to think about death and talk about it as a Christian. Uh, and so let's do that. Well, there are a couple of perks, bright side. Uh, people are a lot nicer to me. <laughs> they sure are. It's amazing what how patient you can be. Right now, you're patient with my speech, my slowness. Your people are patient when I drop things, when I choke, spit up on them, or they're patient even when I'm irritable, when I'm mean. Uh, we, what did we just read or hear read? Love. Actually, you know what people are, are nicer to me. No, no. People are loving me biblically. If they're willing to do that for the sick physically, I wonder why we can't do that for the spiritually sick. Every one of us is terminal. We're all broken inside. You're all sickos. (laughs) Maybe we need a shirt. A mug. He's terminal. Love him. All right? Love is kind. Endures all things. Does not seek its own. That doesn't have to have anything to do with marriage. And it doesn't have to have anything to do with your body. It can have everything to do with your heart and your mind. Love never fails. I'm exhorted to love. You know, one of the first things I thought about, and you probably have for yourself or maybe even for me, am I being punished? Sure, that's natural. We have uh, examples in Scripture of people who are punished for sin physically. Uh, Leprosy, cancers. Uh, So, boy, I uh, I went immediately to King David's uh, prayer. Lord, search me. See if there's hurtful way in me. Show me. I wanted to know I will repent. Um, 
nothing extraordinary, just normal sin. I was hoping there was something big that I could, you know, quickly get rid of. Um, so realize, you know, doctors searched my body all over, took more blood than I was comfortable with, and probing and looking and machines looking for a problem. They found it. And I welcomed their probes. And here we have David, who is welcoming the probing of God, not in his body, but his soul. You know, most of us like our privacy. You know, quit looking over my shoulder. I have a a code on my phone. Or give me some space, would you? You know, why are you so nosy? And here we have David who wants God to probe. Are we willing to, how comfortable are we with God probing all the dark corners of our lives, our thoughts? Lord, search me and know if there's, see if there's hurtful ways. And then what does he say? Lead me in the everlasting path. Get me out of here. Lead me to health. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's a daily prayer for us. So we realize that physical damages are primarily a consequence of a broken world. Sin, Adam and Eve, we're all in it. I see a brother here with a bad foot. There's so many other illnesses, pains. Many of you are hurting more than I am. And that's all a natural consequence of a broken world. Get ready. We're all going to be squeezed. Okay? We're all going to be juiced. And uh, it's going to happen. Why? It has happened. The Lord says it will, and it is happening. So... You fathers, Mother's Day coming up here. You know that if you would allow pain in your family, if you could stop it, you stop all the unnecessary pain in your hand, in your family. You're a great guardian. Get out, pain. You can't come. I protect, protect, protect. But parents, every once in a while, you allow pain and you bring it in. You initiate it into your family for your children's sake, for your sake. 
can't help but think of a heavenly father who in a broken world one of the mysterious elements that he has allowed is pain and suffering death he will fix it but in the meantime he is glorifying himself now hear this passage in 1 Peter greatly rejoice though for a little while you are grieved by various trials alright rejoice why they help to prove the genuineness of your faith a genuine pure faith which is much more precious than gold This faith is to be found with praise and honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus. Let me ask you a question. Could it be that a genuine faith is better than a problem-free life? Now, it depends on the problem, right? No. I think the Lord values a genuine faith. And in the midst of pain and suffering, brokenness, this is something he allows to blossom and look beautiful coming out of the ashes. A genuine faith. My job is to believe by faith that that is true. That really is true. A genuine faith is better than no suffering at all. Another reflection is actually a kind of weird one. As my body's falling apart, I'm realizing, wow, we really are fearfully and wonderfully made. I mean, you all know when you tore apart a radio or a car engine, wow, this thing is more complex. I'll never get it back together, right? All right? And my body, I realize every, almost every day, wow, it's amazing. Now I know. My body looks probably more amazing than yours. But (laughs) I'm talking about generically. All right. You know, uh, swallowing is a um, a problem. There are 50 pairs of muscles, 50 pairs, that take water and food down to your stomach. They are coordinated by six cranial nerves. A quarter of a second. Why don't we all swallow right now? A hundred muscles, quarter of a second, coordinated. When that starts breaking up, you choke, 
aspirate, you die. We are fearfully, wonderfully made. I mean, that's mind-boggling. Uh, my thumbs, I'm losing muscles, and uh, you all can touch your thumbprint to your index print, right? I can't do that now. I can only touch the side. Muscles can't button, can't open jars very well. Falling apart is a way to praise God. Remember that when you're sore, hurting, breaking. I am fearfully, wonderfully made. Also, I've learned something about falling. Uh, I fall. Yeah, maybe every other day. I was, um, the feet don't go up as high as they used to, and uh, the legs, my thighs, don't support when I dropped down, I was with Greg and Cecilia's son, Patrick. You know, he's over in Cambridge flying. And I was with our seniors, and Patrick and I were together. He caught me once, uh, being uh, preparing for fatherhood. Uh, I tripped, and he immediately, quick reflex, caught me. Uh, but I was coming out of a clothing store in Cambridge, and I stepped down, and I didn't see the step. Well, both legs gave way, and I had the cobblestones in front, and I had this beautiful two-knee landing, perfect, pow. Um, I was very impressed with my fall. <laughs> Everybody else around was looking at the drunk. And Patrick probably felt like a failure. Uh, but anyway, in that instant falling before I was ashamed and embarrassed, I thought this, what a great place to pray. And I realized, you know, that's a good thing to do immediately after you fall. Pray. Now, of course, that's metaphorical. Spiritually, we fall, don't we? All of sin falls short of the glory of God. No one's righteous. No one... And then what do we do when we sin? If, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and righteous to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isn't that beautiful? That's a daily moment-by-moment -moment living experience. When we fall, let's pray. Another reflection. 
is that the world is going to go on without me. That's humbling, sobering. I know that my family, like we have gone on without our lost loved ones, they will eventually move forward without me. Our my, uh, ministry I've been involved in, Eastwood Christian School, will go on without me. Gateway, you all been going on without me for a long time. <laughs> wow, I'm not the center of the universe. And um, that's going to happen. Man is a breath. Hear the word of the Lord. O Lord, make me know my ends and what is my measure. Let me know how fleeting I am. My days are like a few breaths. My lifetime is nothing before you. Surely I'm a breath, I'm a shadow. Man heaps up wealth and somebody else gets it. Psalm 39. So, what's important? How am I, uh, who do I want to remember me? My wife and I, our family, know it. We, uh, we lost a grandchild, a little niece. Uh, last year, she was a month old, had heart failure, and uh, broke everyone's heart. You all have lost children in this church. You know the pain. And um, I noticed uh, a few months ago, uh, Ruby May's mother, my daughter-in-law, had a tattoo on her shoulder, Ruby May. And um, I didn't probe her, but I imagine it's just a way of remembering. Remembering a little one-month-old. How, who's going to remember you and me? There's a great passage in Isaiah. Can a mother forget her nursing child? A rhetorical no. Can she feel no love for the child she has born? Probably not. She will love that child. But even if it were possible for a mother to forget... I will not forget you, God says. I will not forget you. And then right after that awesome verse, Behold, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. We'll call it a tattoo. Not on the shoulder, 
can see it, I can see my palm. Your walls are continually before me. Brothers and sisters, in this world, we want to be remembered by our Creator. And we are remembered by our Creator when we are united with his son, Jesus. We'll talk about that in a minute. So, how do we measure the worth of a person? You know, men, we like to measure our worth by strength, ability to work, earn money memories of great feats we did well I am losing all those abilities to be measured if I measure myself that way I'm building on sand I'm measuring myself with sand. The scriptures say, the outer man is decaying day by day. Now, in this room, about half of you know that experientially. You Don't you feel the decay? Oh, yes. Day by day. The other half, it's coming. All right. <laughs> And if we measure ourselves by our bodies, how good we look, what we can accomplish, how we're measuring with sand, we're building on sand, and that's going to shift and decay and it will fall. The outer man decaying day by day, but Paul said the inner man is being renewed day by day. So that on the inside, which is a heart of flesh given by God, a gift of God, a new spirit, that is growing stronger, more beautiful into the image of Christ. And nothing can change it on earth. Nobody can stop that. No disease can stop the beauty of the inner man. The Holy Spirit is doing that work. He has come to make you like Christ, to lead you to truth. You're invincible on the inner man. Society has it backwards. Young people don't believe the lie. It's everywhere. They want you to keep that beautiful outer man going. Measure yourself by how pretty you are by the mirror. Reject it. I am Christ's child on my inner man. I will have a new body this body right now is serving me until it breaks. 
I'm going to wrap up here in a little bit. The um, thought of going silent and into the grave is sobering. The other day we had rain before this beautiful weather. Remember when it came in last week? I was outside the porch watching the rain come, hear it. I thought about cemeteries, my parents' grave, the water coming down, cold, cool water on a quiet cemetery. I thought about little Ruby May's grave, quiet. I thought about my future grave. Just quiet, cold. That's what, that's how ugly sin is. You want to know how ugly it is? Keep going to cemeteries and funerals, nursing homes. Sin stinks. I'm not interested right now in good feelings, nice theories. I want truth. I want truth. We just celebrated Easter. You know, if a man didn't come out of the grave, let's go home. You got something better to do? The man claiming to be God's son died for the sins of the world to wash them clean. His blood washes our sin. But it didn't stop there. The resurrection is the seal of power and victory over death and over sin. Hear the words of Paul in Acts 13. But God raised him from the dead, and he appeared to many. They are witnesses. Let it be known, brothers, that through this man, the forgiveness of sin is proclaimed to you. Forgiveness of sin is in the resurrection. We need that hope. Hold on to that. Look at the dying. Proclaim to the dying the resurrection and the forgiveness of sin. And now we have a purpose for living. It changes how we live. Remember, I started by saying, You fly the assignment given to you. You play the music assigned. You are due the job given by your superior. What has God given you? Everybody has something. We are the church. Then you have a purpose. Those of you who don't know Christ, you know what's been given you? Believe, repent, come 
be washed in the blood, be forgiven, live forever. Everybody has something to do. Our breath has purpose. I am probably going to die from suffocation. My breath will end. I was thinking about that in the fall. And I I was pondering, how am I going to use my breath? I want to use it for God's glory. So I couldn't play guitar any longer, Andy. It was fun to watch you. Memory. All I can do is bang, but I never could bang like Ira anyway. But uh, So I pounded out something I heard about our last breath. In the first couple of verses, talking to sin, talking to death, and then the last two verses are talking to us and my family. So this song is about my last breath, and let's play it and then we'll finish up today. Well, now death has been hovering around my door. Adam unlocked it, but I did much more. My body is crumbling, but my spirit is strong. He who has ears, come hear my song. He who has ears, come hear my song. days of that we understand don't forget there is a heel that will smash your wicked head heaven will rejoice when death is dead squeeze your hand around my throat take my voice away A song is more than words and notes I will find a way Suffocation doesn't stop the breath of God's word Your pitiful presence is mockingly absurd With my last breath I will sing of God's goodness With my last breath I will tell of His mercy With my last breath, I believe beyond the grave There is hope even in death With my last breath, I will sing of God's goodness With my last breath, I will tell of His mercy With my last breath, I will speak before the King Who gives life beyond our death
fearfully and wonderfully I was made of Eden's dirt Into there I will return But with no lasting hurt The kindness of your love Is felt each wasting day Thanksgiving, praise and hope Is all I say Dear family, darkness is approaching We must part a little while Our tears hold no bitterness They will dry with a smile Make the most of your days They really are not long Inside of you there lies your own song I will sing of God's goodness with my last breath. I would tell of his mercies with my last breath. I believe beyond the grave there is hope even in death. With my last breath, I will sing of God's goodness with my last breath. I would tell of his mercies with my last breath. I will speak before the king who gives life beyond our death. Some of us need to repent of our hurt, those we've hurt. We're living in anger. Some of us are living in fears. Radically, let's get rid of this. Take it to the Lord. Some of us are living selfishly. We don't want God probing. We have plans. We know how we want to live life, and it's my bucket list, not his. Hey, get radical with your breath. Love God and love others. Find your assignment in the kingdom. Have a blast as you suffer and are squeezed for the kingdom of God. Won't that be beautiful? And transformed into the image of Christ. We all share the sufferings of Christ until he returns. Let me pray for you. Oh, Lord, thank you for this church family, this body of gateway that you have ordained over the years here in Montgomery. There is no accident in your providential hand of who is here and why. We are so thankful 
that your truth doesn't change. We have the scriptures to guide us, and we have Jesus who went before us and the Holy Spirit to comfort us and make us more like Christ. I pray for this church family, for all that are visiting. Radically heal our lives in Christ. Renew our inner man, please. Wash us with your blood. Shake away that junk we've been holding on to. It's so menial. Lord, now may we hold on to you and ask what is our assignment? Who are we to love? Where are we to serve? How are we to use our breath for your glory? Pray that for this church family. Until you return, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, John, we are grateful for your reflections, your godly reflections, and God's grace is so obvious in your life. Church family, the song that he had recorded that was just sung for us, My Last Breath, is on the insert of your bulletin this morning. So if you have your bulletin and you want to reflect on the words from the back of the sermon notes page is With My Last Breath. I hope you'll take it and read over it and think about that and think about the scriptures he has mentioned. Because we talk about the gospel a lot and what Christ has done for us. But friends, this is a living picture for us of what, how the gospel changes us. You've heard me say over and over through our 61-week study of the gospel of John, that if we truly believe, it's not just we've walked down an aisle or said a prayer, if we truly believe there's some type of radical transformation that happens as God's grace comes into us and changes us. Friends, this morning in God's kindness to us, we got a glimpse of that radical grace, that radical transformation. It changes a person to where they can look death square in the eyes as their body breaks down and have hope and have peace and have the, the passion and love for us to share that with us and challenge us to be who God has called us to be. So I hope and pray you'll reflect on those things that John has been sharing this morning, that the Holy Spirit has arrested your attention in some areas that he wants us to grow in, where he's convicting us of sin and helping us change into who we're supposed to be. So with that in view, it's fitting that as we sing this morning, our closing song is, All I Have is Christ. Because friends, what John shared with us is not something you and I can manufacture. It's not something that we can conjure up on our own. It's something that comes only by God's grace in our lives. So our response this morning is to cry out to God, All I have is you. All I have is Christ. And to ask him for grace to transform us and change us. So when the trials come, the difficulties come, we, by God's grace like John, can be steadfast in doing what God has called us to do. Let's stand and sing our closing song, All I Have is Christ.